Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family and evangelistic service. family members, my beloved, uh, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode number 510, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading from the Word of God, 1 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray, <clears throat> help everyone else under the sound of my voice to pray. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and manifold and uh, many blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, we come before your throne of grace and we individually, hopefully, and collectively, hopefully, confess our sins unto you for those of us who are truly saved and born again. 
Forgive us, Lord, of our sins as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Wash and cleanse our hearts, minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help people not to listen to me pray, but to get lost in their own prayers. And Holy Father God, I do pray uh, that you would work a divine miracle and truly save the soul of my wife and others in my family who are not saved. Church-going, religious, uh, sometimes hard-working in the church ministry, but they are just not born again. They're not saved. <coughs> and Lord, I pray that you'll open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears and help them to understand it's not about religious work. It is about truly believing in you and knowing you. And then the religious work is a byproduct. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life and out of the lives of other people. Uh, Lord, who have that problem uh, here and out there. Uh, Lord, I do pray uh, that you would drive the demons of hell out of their lives, rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell from our family and from all other Christian families that stand for you and who desire to serve you. And Holy Father God, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil in our individual lives, in our family, and in the families of all people who name the name of Christ so that we can be free to serve you. And uh, Holy Father God, I do pray that you will not only drive out the demonic spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, but the demonic sins of pharaohistic pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, uh, witchcraft, bad attitudes, and bad spirits. And uh, so, Lord, we thank you for this service that helps deal with all of those issues, this devotional service and other devotional services that bring us back to you in a uh, real sense each and every day. And so, Holy Father God, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for the freedom and the liberty and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray. about these matters and uh, Lord I thank you that when you see fit all of these prayers will be answered based upon your holy word asking ye shall receive seeking ye shall find knocking it shall be open unto you and Holy Father God we pray this uh, early afternoon that you deliver us from temptation evil and sin 
throughout this day. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, uh, to think right, and to do right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. I pray this for every Christian family under the sound of my voice, every Christian person under the sound of my voice, family members, friends, and foes. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord help Danielle to send out both things immediately. And uh, help all of our technicians here to do uh, everything they need to do to reach as many people as possible with the gospel as we will save the gospel message until we do the new Easter podcast today. Uh, The resurrection podcast today. Bless it, I pray, and anoint it. Grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel, to pray, to seek uh, to uh, read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word as you see fit. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, help us all, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked, evil ways and to get back to you, our first love. Help us to do it. We can't do it without you. For the truth is, Lord, as you know better than we do, we can't do anything good without you. Any goodness that comes out of us via prayer or passing out gospel pamphlets or witnessing to somebody or singing or whatever we do, Lord, that goodness must come from you first for it to really mean anything. Lord, the love that we do, some of us do have in our hearts, the love that I have in my heart comes from you. I don't have any love in my heart like that. Uh, Lord, uh, as you know, my wife and I are still married after 34 years, and she is here uh, uh, serving and uh, helping me in the ministry. Uh, as I speak and as I pray, even mentioning how that uh, I believe she needs to be saved and she needs to lay aside her pride. This is not even uh, 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 comprehensible to some of uh, my sweet evangelical brethren and sisters, especially as I did publicly thank you and thank the men for standing with me and not listening to the pillow talk of their wives uh, to get me. There was a day uh, not too long ago uh, in our history here in America, Christian history, where the pastor's wives would have 
sick, if that is a word, Lord, their husbands on me to try to control me and to stop me, even though I have uh, received some attacks from some women and uh, and uh, one man uh, led by a preacher woman. Uh, other than that, Lord, I thank you that the men have stood because they know there's a problem. And uh, even though uh, I don't say it the way uh, your servant, Dr. Tony Evans, says it because he has a different calling, they have not bothered me as mine has been much rougher. And I thank you for that. I thank you for working in the hearts of these men to at le- these men rather uh, to at least uh, recognize that there is a problem, and that they may even have a problem, but they they are standing up across this nation, and they're not condemning me at the behest of their uh, of the pillow talk of their Jezebel wives and women. Lord help me to finish but it's a beautiful thing and I pray that uh, even though uh, uh, most of these men are not in a position to make vast changes they they at least are recognizing that there's a problem like all strong Christian men realize and we we messed up uh, as a group of people years ago when we bought into the lies if mama ain't happy ain't nobody happy <coughs> I know of a, a, a dear Christian man and that I respect highly and, and I, I love him as a brother uh, he even tried to tell me one time Happy wife, happy life, you know. So do whatever your wife wants to you to do, and you'll be, you know. And I, and, and I, I, I smile. He's an older gentleman, as you know, Lord, and uh, older than me, about thirty years, forty years older than me. And I just smiled and went on, and because I don't believe that philosophy at all. I believe a man ought to be happy through you. Period. And, uh, and 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 bless his heart, he's constantly picked on and nagged by his wife, uh, and, and 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 he and he and he has to constantly, uh, especially around me, tell her to be quiet. And uh, and will you please be quiet? <laughs> and uh, and I believe he even realizes now we have messed up. So, Lord, I thank you so much for these changes. And, and Lord, I frankly do not believe that most men are going to change things to the point where we can have revival. For this is a big problem in the family, a big problem in the church. At this point, I just don't believe that most men are going to have the courage to do that. 
and some men have fixed themselves and been married so long in, in, in a rut where they can't get out of it and they can't do like I do and uh, uh, and most women are not going to get in their place humanly speaking Lord all things are possible with you uh, uh, but I believe that we have messed up so badly in so many ways the family being one uh, the sin in the church another uh, women pastors another and so forth you're rebuking us now you're chastising us now because you love us uh, but uh, we thank you for some changes and some movement uh, going against the homosexuality foolishness in this country uh, but I but already people are lining up to fight a political fight again when you have led me to tell them not to do that don't get engaged in politics for we are above politics not only are we according to Tony Evans the referees but we are above it like the Queen of England is above politics and anything she wants done she does it behind the scenes the church is that way as well should be that way and so Holy Father God we pray now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that uh, uh, we pray that people would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways and repent of our sins and get back to you our first love for all things are possible with you and Lord I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are lost revive those who are saved heal those who are sick comfort those who are grieving and mourning and Holy Father God draw them to yourself for salvation we pray that you would do this around the world across America uh, in Israel in our communities in our churches in our families and in our lives and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that, Lord, you would indeed lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties and troubles from our hearts and minds, souls and spirits for those who are saved. And... Uh, uh, Lord, I know that in the prosperity gospel age, we're not supposed to have any burdens and, and, and cares encroaching upon us, but uh, we do. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Lord, help us to confess our sins, to tell the truth, to be free in you, to... Uh, repent of our sins to do right and to do right by you 
And then, Lord, we humbly pray that with good cheer, deliver us from our tribulations and our troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And Holy Father God, and help us to be filled with your good cheer as we go through those things. For we all are going to have, we all have them and we're all going to have them. It's the strangest thing sometimes. Even when you're not bothering anybody, people will bother you if, they, if, if the, we stand for you. And so, Holy Father God, uh, that's the devil calling uh, right now, no doubt. And so I pray that somebody will cut their phone off and just go cut the sound off or something. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, indeed deliver us today from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems, people getting in a rut and act like they can't get out because they don't want to put one foot in front of the other. They want everything now and don't understand that life is, does not work that way. And, uh, uh, and you have stopped us from doing a whole lot of things. And uh, we have people in America who are foolishly uh, taking their masks off and and uh, dropping their guard as they did last year and I warned them then I warned them now it's going to get worse <clears throat> because this is a plague of long continuance and it has disrupted everything uh, right now we had a problem Lord with the supply line and now that's going to be even worse because Shanghai uh, the king of the supply line, the beginning point of the supply line around the world, uh, is shut down. Uh, just like uh, we have been shut down for years now, and we'll get shut down again if people do not uh, act like they have some sense. <coughs> because the plague is still here. And Holy Father God, uh, help people to understand if it's happening like that in Shanghai, of all places, uh, it's going to happen like this in America again because, uh, sad to say, we used to be the city on the hill. We're not that anymore. Chosen by you, but we're not that anymore. And so, Lord, help us to humble ourselves in the church especially to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed protect us all, Lord, from housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis. And Lord, help us to 
make changes, the necessary changes we need to make. And Holy Father God, we pray that you'll protect my family, all of my uh, children, all of my offspring, and uh, the offspring of others in the Christian family. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, evil people in the neighborhood, evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with a band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, Holy Father, God, help us to understand that there are people who hate us for our, for our relationship with you, as has always been, and for our stand, uh, standing upon your holy word, and not only preaching the gospel, but preaching the whole counsel of God <coughs> that helps everybody, even the lost people. And that's part of the job you gave us as the church as the salt uh, to preserve things and to control things so that they don't get out of hand where everybody is cursed like we're being cursed right now and judged right now. And everything is messed up and getting ready to get worse. And so, Holy Father God, uh, help your people to understand we have a job to do and we need to uh, get our hearts right with you and do it. Uh, help us to serve you in such a way that you're glorified and that your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is glorified. We pray with John, soon come. Uh, once, Lord, we have done the job you wanted us to do. Let your will be done. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, our soon coming King, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At 1 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, if you are truly saved and born again, no matter where you cut the Bible, no matter what passage you read, it will speak to your heart. There's an innate hunger for the Word of God. And if you would read it, uh, you will be blessed. And that's why, contrary to Mr. Andy Stanley, uh, you need to read the entire Bible. See, yeah, somebody said this the other day, you're just not going to know how to handle life. You're not going to know how to handle the future as it comes if you don't read the entire Bible. I think it was one of the prophecy pro, prose uh, brothers who said that. 
And I guarantee you he's right. You people who claim to be Christians and you don't read the Bible, you're not going to make it, man. You got to read the whole, you need to read the whole counsel of God. You need to read from Genesis to Revelation because God will speak to your heart as a Christian from the Old Testament. I don't care what Mr. Anders Stanley says. <coughs> or anybody else. Because God will show you things in the Old Testament that he will not show you in the New Testament about life. That's just the way it is. <coughs> Pardon me. First Kings chapter 5 verses 1 through 10. And Hiram king of Tyre sent his servants unto Solomon. For he had heard that they had anointed him king in the room of his father. For Hiram was ever a lover of David. Go ahead and switch in the back. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest how that David, my father, could not build an house unto the name of the Lord his God, for the wars, the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord, my God, hath given me rest on every side, so that there is neither adversary nor evil occurrent. And behold, I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build an house unto my name. Now therefore command thou that they hew me cedar trees out of Lebanon, and my servants shall be with thy servants. And unto thee will I give hire for thy servants according to all that thou shalt appoint. For thou knowest that there is not among us any that can skill to hew timber like unto the Sidonians. And it came to pass when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, which hath given unto David a wise son over this great people. And Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the things which thou sentest to me for, and I will do all thy desire concerning timber of cedar and concerning timber of fir. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon unto the sea, 
and I will convey them by sea in floats unto the place that thou shalt appoint me, and will cause them to be discharged there, and thou shalt receive them, and thou shalt accomplish my desire in giving food for my household. So Hiram gave Solomon cedar trees and fir trees according to all his desire. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to have your holy word to sink down deeply into our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. And help us to apply it to our lives, to share it and to teach it to others and to preach your holy gospel from your holy word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading. You can keep on rolling. You can keep on rolling. We're good. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, be someone again. The reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode 131, if you will. Okay, good. You leave it there. Oh, no, you can go ahead on and do what you need to do. All the top needs to be finished. And then just keep on rolling. Today we're at Psalm 14.5. There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. Oppressors have it not. Spurgeon goes on to say, Oppressors have it not all their own way. They have their fits of trembling and their appointed seasons of overthrow. There were they denied God and hectored against his people. There were they thought of peace and safety. They were made to quail. There were they, these very loud-mouthed, iron-handed, proud-hearted nimrods and herods, those heady, high-minded sinners. There were they in great fear, 
A panic terror seized them. They feared a fear, as the Hebrew puts it, an undefinable, horrible, mysterious dread crept over them. The most hardened of men have their periods when conscience casts them into a cold sweat of alarm. As cowards are cruel, so all cruel men are at heart cowards. The ghost of past sin is a terrible specter to haunt any man, and though believers, pardon me, and though unbelievers may boast as loudly as they will, a sound is in their ears which makes them ill at ease. For God is in the generation of the righteous. This makes the company of godly men so irksome to the wicked because they perceive that God is with them. Shut their eyes as they may, they cannot but perceive the image of God in the character of his truly gracious people, nor can they fail to see that he works for their deliverance. Like Haman, they instinctively feel a trembling when they see God's Mordecai's. Even though the saint may be in a mean position, mourning at the gate where the persecutor rejoices in state. The sinner feels the influence of the believer's true nobility and quails before it, for God is there. Let scoffers beware, for they persecute the Lord Jesus Christ himself when they molest his people. The union is very close between God and his people. It, uh, it amounts to a mysterious indwelling, for God is in the generation of the righteous. And I say glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your holy word. And then, Lord, thank you so much for your unusual servant that you bless with the mother load of anointing, it seems to me, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who broke it down very powerfully and very timely, as always. And uh, we thank you for this reminder. Uh, this is a deep saying. Uh, only spiritual people will be able to understand it right now. Some may have to get it by freight, but it is real. And I thank you for it uh, very much. And so help us to remember it. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we move uh, to our family segment, to the family verses found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. <coughs> Pardon me. Where 
our God speaks to everybody in the family. If you want your family to stop being the hypocritical Adams family at home and then the Brady Bunch at church around other people, then you need to read this passage every day. If you have a devil in your family, uh, you need to read this passage every day. If you have a person in your family that's not saved, and if everybody is saved, you need to read this passage every day to keep the devil out of your family. Because all of you are sinners. Pardon me. That's bad enough. You don't need the devil in the mix. Uh, and you don't need somebody in the family who is uh, not saved and filled with the devil in the mix. To keep that tap down and under control and to get God to restrain these devilish people, be it whoever, uh, uh, you need to read this passage every day in your family. We, we have done it for over 34 years. God led me to do it. In the first uh, year of our marriage, uh, as I saw that uh, uh, my wife was very vulnerable to the devil and as far as her attitude is concerned and not wanting to in her pride, her Jamaican terroristic pride to submit to her husband. Uh, she was not raised in that kind of environment. She saw nothing of a Christian marriage and family anywhere in her family. Uh, everybody is divorced and remarried or divorced or stayed single because they had enough sense to realize that getting divorced for no biblical reason and then remarrying uh, is going to cause them to live in adultery. Uh, so that's all she saw and I told her before we got married. Now, if we get married, we're going to do it God's way. That's found in Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. She said that does not sound romantic. Uh, it may not sound romantic, but uh, it's better to deal uh, with marriage based upon the Word of God and not your little uh, feelings that come and go. So I based our marriage and family solidly on the Word of God, and that is the, and through prayer, is the only reason, and I and I stuck to it as a man, whereas my father didn't know, I knew. But I was saved some years, almost 10 years before I got married. I was preaching around the world, preaching, preaching, sometimes even on this passage. <coughs> and, uh, uh, and that's the only reason why uh, my wife is here right now today and we've been married for over 34 years and uh, strictly based upon prayer and the Word of God and that's why we are still together 
with God's agape love. And that's what you better have in your marriage if you want your marriage to stay together. Shaq, who is a very insightful big man. You would think he would be kind of crazy and wild and loose and, and all of that. And he has that side of him. But he said that the thing that uh, he regrets the most is how he messed up with his wife as she did everything she should have done. He even said she had many babies for him and, and she still stayed fine. And, and he's, he's right about that. <clears throat> but let me just say this quickly. She should not marry this divorced preacher. She, she may have grounds for her divorce. I don't know. It sounds like, sound like she does. But she should not marry this divorced preacher. And mess up her life. Why can't you marry somebody who's never been divorced? Anyway, I I digress. Some of you women are mad at Yeah, that's right. You digress. Well, that's all right. It's all right. I'm gonna say what I want to say. I don't care what you have to say about it. But he said that that's what he regrets the most. And all I believe all people who get a divorce for whatever reason, they regret that that thing did not work out. <coughs> That's going to be the biggest pain of your life. No matter why you get divorced. It's going to be the biggest pain in your life. And uh, Shaq said that yesterday. Shaq also said he was thankful to his father. Who raised him. For whipping his behind. Whipping his butt. I think that's the word he said. And, uh, and, and, and you know these young people today. They have... Uh, little words that I, I don't understand but he said I was touched up he was being interviewed <laughs> they got he got they have this little word I mean the people young people you say Shaq is younger than you yes Shaq is younger than me <clears throat> you think he's older than me or just as old because he's so big but anyway he said yeah man my 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 dad he was a drill sergeant he didn't play he said, the reason why I am so successful in life is because he whipped my butt and touched me up and made me to understand I need to listen. He, in fact, he said, his father said, if you listen to me, you'll, you'll be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And he said, I'm living the good life because of my drill sergeant father who did not play. So, now that's, he's a, he's a secular guy, uh, you know, uh, he may be, somebody said he may, might be a Muslim or whatever. Uh, he doesn't claim to be a Christian, but he's a, he's a good guy. He's on the side of law enforcement. And, uh, and that's what he said. And, uh, and and what does that say to you, Christians? You fathers? You people who are contemplating divorce and you're married? In the church, rather. Christians. 
you better think long and hard before you do that. If there's any way possible, you need to stay together. And yes, contrary to society and to social workers and to some devilish counselors, yes, my friend, the children are worth staying together for. It's a psychological thing. You're going to break their hearts. Even if you do so as young adults, it's going to be discombobulating. So the children are worth staying together for. With as much as in you is, stay together if you can. If uh, a spouse has committed adultery uh, and you must go, you can't handle it, and that's the case for most men. Uh, so women don't do like the woman up there in New York. I don't know where the husband is. I don't know where he's at. She's committing adultery for over two years with the handyman. She had she had it all. Two million dollar house, two beautiful children, a husband, somewhere working, making that kind of money. All she had to do was stay pretty and, and, and take care of her children and do her work and mind her business. She had no business committing adultery with the uh, handyman who stabbed her 58 times for some argument they had down in the garage where they evidently made their rendezvous. Be not deceived, my brothers and my sisters. Be not deceived. God is not mocked whatsoever. A man soweth, that shall you also reap. Including women, because God is not a respect of a person like we are in the church today. A man does something wrong, oh man, he's so terrible. He's so wicked and evil and, and, and this tie and feather him. Women does something wrong, well, you know, women have needs and things and so forth and so on. That's what, that's what people say. That's what the pastor's wife says, and 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 so forth, you know. Uh, and her husband was not there, and and so she she wanted to to, to she needed something, and she she got it, and, and let's just forgive her and let her keep her position, and everything. But the man, no. Mm -mm. That's how much the world is messed up. Whether you're like, right now, some of you women think, oh, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad that she got caught in this, that, and the other, da, 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 da. No, you don't need to be thinking like that. She's evil. She was evil. Just like the man was evil. They did evil. And this is what happens when you persist in evil. God is not a respecter of persons. In the church, out of the church, God will bring you down. You have not learned that yet? That's the song that's playing on the documentary, so-called, regarding Hillsong. It goes something like, God will bring you down after a while. By and by, God will bring you down. And that song is right. Whether you like it or not. So, we're at Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. 
This is our third day in this passage. We do three days on every passage. Right now is what we're doing. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Case in point, let me show you and give you an example. Uh, carry on. Uh, the son of uh, of uh, Kirk Franklin went after his father, saying negative things about his father and trying to bring embarrassment and shame on his father. A Judas son who does not appreciate what his father has done for him. Now, listen to me very carefully. You children who have that Judas spirit in you, you, you just want to try to embarrass your parents and you want to bring up negative uh, stuff and then you want to throw rocks and hide your hands and all that right there. This is what's going to happen to you. He's in jail. I don't know if Larry Reed got him out or not, but he's in jail. And as far as I know, uh, I don't think Kirk Franklin has uh, done anything to get him out. I know I wouldn't. I let him stay right there and go through that him say he's a grown man. I know the mother may beg and plead and uh, even you know, but uh, no, he he you can't you can't do that and think that God's going to bless you. <clears throat> God will bring you down even as a child, a, a young adult. You put forth your hand towards your parents like that when they've done everything they could to help you. And lie on your parents and put uh, 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 negative things out there that you know are not true. But you do what you please. Uh, it's going to backfire on you. And uh, because God knows how to get you. And that's the, that's the uh, passage right there that you need to understand. That third verse. That says that it may be well with thee. See, it's not well with carry on. And thou mayest live long on the earth. And Kirk Franklin is a father, and I know he loves his son, and, and he knows that his son may not be able to make it in there. And that may be weighing down on him, and you want to go ahead and make a move. But sometimes uh, children have to learn, young adult children got to learn the hard way. I think he's in his 30s. He's got to learn it the hard way. And there comes a time where, you know, if your children are not going to obey God and you raise them to do so, uh, you, you, you can pray for them, but you, you need to go ahead and cut them off and let, let them go on their way. And I believe the best parents of grown children are those parents who let them do what they're going to do. Don't, don't. Don't be trying to control them and micromanage them. 
you 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 if you did your job at the house when when you raised them you ought to be able to rest and be at peace and you let them learn the hard way if that's what they want to do uh, I believe the best parents of adults, young adults, are the parents who let the young people live their lives. And, and you say, well, they might die. Well, then that's all in God's hands. Uh, I mean, the promise is right here. Verse 3. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. See? Uh, that's all in God's hands, how long your child lives. But what you better do when they are home with you is raise them upright according to the word of God and in the words of the Bible and Shaq, whip their butts when they do evil. Punish them. When they get older, uh, the, the, the whipping of the butt is not as effective as the taking of the computer. The taking of the iPhone or the uh, Android phone that you bought for them. Do you know you have to take away the phone from some of your young adults or your teenagers, man? You got to do it. Okay? They are addicted to that way more than anything else. Or their device or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's, that's more effective. Let it be. And if they're living under your roof, you can take anything that's under your roof from them. And if they don't like it, they can leave if they are adults, see. And then you just then you just keep on praying for them. But to sit back and do nothing, let your children continue to do evil and be disrespectful and have a nasty attitude and all of that, then that's not good for them. You're not helping them. Because they're going to try to pull that in their marriage or on the job. And the job that they have, uh, and they cop an attitude, they're going to lose that job. Because you didn't say anything to them. Listen to me, parents, especially fathers. You say whatever comes up in your heart to say to your wife and to your children to keep mess out of the uh, family. And to help your children, and yes, your wife too, to move forward in life, in God. God will put things in your heart. It may sound harsh at times, uh, but to get people's attention, you may have to do that. All right, with that said, let's pray for other families and other people. Holy Father God, we pray for all families that don't know you, save their souls, and change their lives, and bless them with the benefit of reading your holy word and understanding it and applying it to their lives. We pray for the revival of families that claim to be Christian, that they would get back to your word and do your word and not what they think. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, and for the comfort of the grieving around the world. 
We pray, Holy Father God, that you would uh, have mercy and grace upon your people who claim to be Christians and forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins of not obeying your great commandment or your great commission. The truth is we have failed you. Uh, We have failed our families, we have failed the church, we have failed America, and we have failed the world. And we thank you for the remnant who have not done so, the faithful few. the 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to the homosexual bell. And Lord, we thank you for them. You always will have your remnant who will stand strong and tall for you and your word on this earth. And we thank you for them. And Lord, we pray also that you'll help us who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves to pray to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we uh, pray for all uh, people in the ministry of government in this country and around the globe from the President of the United States, whoever it may be, At any given time, we're not on anybody's side. We're not Republicans or Democrats. We're Christians, and we we should stay above the fray and be the referees that uh, Dr. Tony Evans has talked about for years. And Holy Father God, I pray that... uh, uh, you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, cast the demons of hell out of all politicians who have that problem. And I pray that you'll lead God and direct them uh, so that we can live peace, peaceful and quiet lives. Lord, we may be beyond that now, but I'm just trying to fulfill all righteousness based upon what you have told me and others in your word to pray. We pray that this would happen from the President of the United States all around the globe, all the way to Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you would protect, provide for, and bless all Christians who are being persecuted for the faith. And Lord, grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours, if that is your will. We pray that you would deliver them. And now, Lord, as we have prayed for the millions who are suffering from the coronavirus plague, even in Shanghai, now all around the world people are still getting sick, people are still dying from this dreaded plague. And Lord, we pray uh, also for the people who are engaged in war and how that they're hurting as well. We pray that you would draw them to yourself for salvation. Uh, We pray that you will comfort them and strengthen them as only you can. 
And we pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio truck driver Richard J. Cunningham. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio veteran Ronald Max Crew. We pray for the family and friends of Minnesota librarian, librarian Lois Patricia Anderson. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts bank manager Clifford O. Avery. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey resident Kelly Ann Kennedy. And Holy Father God, we pray now, Lord, for all of the prayer requests that have come in, but we do not want to fail to remember the thousands of folks that you have blessed us to pray for down through the years. Thank you for giving us a mind to do so, giving us the ability to be faithful at that task down through the years, praying for uh, thousands of folks, each one by name and repeatedly regarding their needs and their prayer requests. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, hearing and answering thousands of prayers down through the years. And uh, we have a large group of people, Lord, who every time they have a need because of the effectiveness of us praying together, Lord, they contact us every time, sometimes uh, once, uh, twice a week, uh, three or four times a month. And we thank you for that privilege and for that honor. And Lord, you're the one who did it. We give you all of the glory, praise, and honor. And we pray for the salvation, spiritual, family, and life, financial and material, protection and provision, uh, mental and physical blessings upon all of those people and these new prayer requests that we have before us today. We pray for Alfonso. Please heal him from pain in his left hand, left leg, and all cervical pain. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. Once again, we thank you. Uh, well, he sends a, in, in a praise, thanking us for praying with him. And we all thank you that Timothy is feeling better and out of the hospital. Uh, please provide them with the money to pay Timothy's hospital bills, provide for the children as schools reopen, Deliver them from drought, famine, and economic hardship. We pray, Lord, for Tammy. Please bless her with a financial miracle. We pray for Nita. Please heal Mrs. Lear, who is in a care home. And, Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through this ministry, uh, through the preaching of your gospel. We pray for Put, Alayid, Naomi, Shirag, and Evans, and we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you through the preaching of the whole counsel of God from this pulpit, including the gospel, of course, and we pray, Lord, for Sheridan, Nathaniel, Emmanuel, Richard, and Chris. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ, 
God so loved the world that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved. But believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. 
Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9 uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer.